Welcome to Travis Bites. Uh, my name is David Roy, and I'm here with John Travis today. Uh, this week, we're going to be exploring some values of our company, such as work ethic and dependability, and how they pertain to us in the subcontract field. Travis, well, John Travis, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. This is super fun. I'm glad that you're having a good time. I, I know I'm certainly looking forward to this wonderful conversation. It'll be very enlightening and insightful for me. Hopefully, you already know all these things, but we can go over them again. And you know, it is it, they're they're wonderful things that need to be reviewed. Hey, and are important for all of us and and values that each of us uh, want to have. So mm-hmm. this is a good discussion. I'm 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 yeah. Let's just let's just get into it. Let's dive right into it. Let's sure dispense with the pleasantries and just get straight into what is work ethic. Can you define that for me? What is work ethic? Uh-huh. Well, it's the opposite of lazy. Let's start there. Mm. But on a serious note, I think work ethic really starts with it's a, it's a state of being. It's a state of mind, right? It's, it's an attitude. It's a way that you approach your job. Um, I'd argue that work ethic is, is a life principle. It's not just a principle for here as we work together and serve our customers, but it's a principle for when we leave these walls and we're in our home life. But it, it's an attitude. It's a desire to want to do something well, uh, to, to want to not just stay busy, but to perform a task, to do it well, to do it with excellence. So I, I think I would define it as it's really first and foremost a mental thing that then translates most visibly into uh, somebody staying busy, right? Whether they're in the field, whether they're in the office, they're staying on task. Uh, You don't have to to constantly hound somebody to get something done. Uh, You don't have to remind them. They take ownership of what it is that they've been asked to do. And as it's getting done, and this kind of gets into the dependability part later, but you know that if I ask you to do this, or you're asked to do this, or even on your own, if you know it needs to be done, you know that that person is going to diligently stay after it, make sure that task is completed. And, you know, I kind of started with the opposite of lazy, but to some degree that's, that's somewhat true. It, it's not just that you're staying busy for busy's sake, though. That would be the opposite of lazy, but that you are um, diligently, without having to be hounded and supervised, making sure that what you're asked to do, you are doing to your God-given ability with excellence. Uh, And I think, again, all that starts first with this idea that I'm going to do everything I can to do this right. Right. And so, as you said, we're going to try to link it into dependability. I'd say that the two, these two things basically exist on the same hand. Uh, You can't really have good work ethic without being dependable and vice versa. Would you agree with that? statement? Uh, actually, I would say they're not totally exclusive to each other. So for example, um, and you're, you're melding into the two, we can talk about dependability maybe specifically in a moment, but for example, I can uh, take you. You could be here Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're here, I know if I give you something to do that uh, and ask you to do something, you're going to do it well, you're going to stay after it. You're going to ask good questions. You're going to push the thing through. You're going to make it happen. I don't have to follow up on you. I don't have to figure out where you're at. You don't disappear. Uh, you're going to, to do this task. And then all of a sudden, Wednesday, you're not here. And you don't call. And, and you're not around. 
And so Monday, Tuesday, you were very work hard, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, it didn't matter anymore because you're not here. Mm. That's dependability. And dependability, I think maybe where you were going with it, the example I gave there was time, right? In terms of being present and being able to work on something. But there's also the aspect of dependability that if I ask you to do something or a customer asks us to do something that you will deliver this item, right? Right. That's part of being dependable, sure. But the second question always is, well, how long does it take you to get it done? Right? Mm-hmm. And so back to the work ethic. Work ethic is, is somebody that, to use the sports analogy, is going to chip away at the rock. And they're just going to do that every day and every hour. And, and really, that's part of the key and why I think it's a mental thing first. Because I speak from my own experience. I, I think I work hard. But also, as I, but, but I know realistically, as I look at myself, I, I may work in a spurt. Right. And then all right. of a sudden at two o'clock, all of a sudden I start getting tired or I get distracted. Mm. You know, that may be one of the bigger things um, or something else takes precedence or priority. And I might waver a little bit and I got to catch myself to get back on to the main railroad track of what I'm trying to do. And I think that's part of the rub of work ethic is not that I just worked hard for this moment, this task, this, you know, this project. Right. I serve this customer. It's can this person, can I do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this week, next week, a month from now? And, and that is a discipline. And disciplines to me are first and foremost mental right. attitude, a state of being. Um, you know, and, and, and on a serious note, and it sounds flippant, but it's not. You know work ethic when you see it, and you know when it's not there. Mm. I mean, it's very evident when somebody is mailing it in. It's very evident when you're always having to chase somebody. And then that just doesn't work. It doesn't work in a work you know, environment, and it, it doesn't work at home. It doesn't work in relationships. Um, you just don't know. You know uh, take work, for example. If we have 10 people on a project and nine of them are doing most of the work and one person isn't, you're unequally yoked. That person's going to end up getting ejected out of the system. Uh, and it's on their end. And, and work ethic is not... Um, this idea. Let's say your elevator goes to 10. Okay. My elevator only goes to 8, right? In other words, let's say your capacity or ability to do things is greater than myself, okay? That doesn't have anything to do with work ethic. Work ethic is, did you go all the way to 10? Did I go all the way to 8? With what I've been given in my God-given talent, did I use it? That's what work ethic is, because the reality is there's some people that go slower than other people. Mm-hmm. The reality is uh, how some people learn is different than other people. Right. They may go left, and, and you may go right. Okay, no big deal. All that's fine. Right. Just with what you've been given, are you making the most out of it? Um, to me, that's work ethic, right? No, I think that's a, that's a very good well analogy is kind of getting someone to— different floors so say you can step off at 10 as long as you work really hard to get all the way to 10 in a timely and efficient manner and you're dedicated to doing that every single day day in and day out that was somebody who would exemplify fantastic work ethic whereas somebody who can go all the way up to 20 but only stops at 10 because they get distracted or they hit a wall they just don't want to push through that um, you would say that person perhaps 
doesn't exemplify it as much as the guy who goes all the way to 10 every time. Absolutely. And I'd go even further, say for me personally, I don't understand that. And so I don't, I try and not surround myself with people that do what you described. If your mm-hmm. elevator goes to 20, in other words, your potential. Right. I don't understand this idea that I'm not going to live up to my potential. That doesn't mean that we don't have days where we hurt or, uh, you know, other things are going on that maybe impact us. Yes, those things happen. But over the course of our time together, you know who the people are who aren't living up to their potential. And for those that have this talent, this ability, this potential, and then to not use it, I, I don't, that drives me nuts. Um, and I think individually for that person, why would you do that? I'm just, I'm musing, but it's almost like a mark on your heart. Once you mail something in the first time, it gets easier to do it again, do it again mm-hmm. and then do it again. And pretty soon you have this habit of, I'm immensely capable, and yet I don't live up to my potential. Right. And there's part of me that says, you know, what, what, a, what an opportunity that's lost. Mm-hmm. You know, why would you do that to yourself? Oh. No. I, I or think... to those around you. Or if you're the breadwinner, to those that you support. So my encouragement to people is understand what your limits are, what your potential is. And then if we're working to that potential, then we're pushing ourselves. And that's all anybody can ask. That's all I can ask. Right. If, if I hire you and your elevator only gets goes to four. I, I still hired you, right? There is a need. There is a place for you. Right. There's a round peg in a round hole somewhere for you to go in. Just give us and yourself what uh, your God-given talent is. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I can ask. To the fullest extent of your capability. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, that, to me, that's work ethic. I think. I mean, I think yeah. that's wonderful. I think it's a very good analogy. Yeah, I think was, that works well. So here, from a work context— Obviously, if you're if you're not working, period, mm-hmm. you don't have this attitude at all. You're not going to be able to stay here. You right. Know, I may not find out right away. How can I? There are a lot of people that are here, but your supervisor is, or more importantly, your team, your squad, your project group. If you're in the field, if you're here, your department, you're going to get ejected because many of the people here, many many of the people here, are uh, very good at this quality, mm-hmm. and the group will not allow somebody to drag. They just become an outlier, and if it's not going to correct itself, that person's just going to, they're either going to eject themselves because they feel different and separate, yeah. or B, the group's going to have to do it. Hmm. Um, so I would, I would like to think that everyone here exhibits this quality, and as we bring new people in, are making sure that the expectation is set with them Right. That this is what it's like to work here. And then my super secret hope is that as people leave these, these walls or a project each day and go home, it's not like uh, it's a coat you put on and then you go home and I take it off. And, right. You know, that doesn't mean there's not time for rest and the like. Work ethic doesn't mean we kill ourselves with our effort, but it does mean that we do the best we can with what we've been given at any given moment. And you do that. All times of day, regardless of whether or not you're here at work or at home with the family or volunteering somewhere else, always giving your best at all times is really Do all things with excellence. Yes. Whether you're taking out the trash, you're changing a diaper, you're painting a wall, you're building a cabinet, you're filing numbers, you're filing files in a file, the most mundane, you know, you're cleaning the potty, whatever it is. Just do it with excellence, do it well, 
And that's all anyone can ask, and more importantly for yourself, that's honorable, that's dignified, and I think that's all we you can ask mm-hmm. uh, of yourself, um, in my opinion. You know, and I think one of your questions that we were talking back and forth before was, how do you know if somebody's doing, you know, a really really good job at work ethic? Well, you know it when you see it, but. I would say for those folks, one of the easiest ones is it's, it's not just that they're doing all things with excellence, but those that are really exhibiting this one start looking for ways outside of themselves to make everybody else around them better. Right. That would be my answer there. So the example of uh, your elevator goes to eight, and the guy or gal is given everything they can, they go to an eight, and whatever level they're at, all of a sudden they start looking at everybody else, whether they see it in, in this frame or not, and they start saying, you know, if we did this, right, or I did this this different way, this would make all of us better. Right. And to me, that's an example, and we have many examples of that, of people going above and beyond with, in the field, how to approach a job. You and I might walk onto a paint job, for example. And mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, let's go left to right, and we're going to do it in this manner that's over there, and, and maybe the foreman or one lieutenants or even some of the so the guys are working there like you know what I, I think it'd be better if we went right to left in this sequence I think it'd be better if we started in this way or this manner versus the other I think mm-hmm. the priority you know that that's somebody who is thinking it through and thinking not only how they can do it well but how everybody else can right. to me that's an example of what this looks like when somebody's reaching their full potential and then even within that, they're trying to figure out how to make the rest of us better. Right. So you would say someone who's really doing a fantastic job when they are exemplifying worth ethic is also someone who's capable of, one, thinking outside the box, two, fostering an environment that allows other guys around them to reach their fullest potential as well. Sure. And that person doesn't—what I'm also trying to explain is that person doesn't have to be a labeled leader. Right. They don't have to be lieutenant or foreman or a supervisor. Uh, it, it can be anyone here, wherever they are, right. that is doing that. And we have examples of that every day of somebody saying, well, if I did this or this person did that, I think that it would help us in this way. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's an example of um, somebody that really is exhibiting a positive work ethic. Okay. I like it. I think it's a very solid and uh, good description of what work ethic is. I think that makes sense to me, certainly, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure it makes sense to a lot of people who are hearing it. Um, regarding, now that we've really kind of covered the base for work ethic, I do want to dovetail back into uh, dependability. So we talked about work ethic being the best within one person's means, do the best they can, where they can, when they can. What is the difference between that and dependability? So dependability to me would be consistency and reliability. So the example I think I gave you earlier is when the employee is here, they are the hardest working, uh, do everything with excellence, task-oriented that that you could ever believe. Right. Uh, And it's evident to everybody. But then there's always something that comes up, and then they're not here on Tuesday. And then they're late on Wednesday. And when they're here, they're wonderful. (laughs) But they're not here. That's the timing aspect. Right. Um, The part that I think really gets muddy with work ethic is the the example of somebody's given a task to do, and they work 
really hard at it for a bit, and then it kind of, we get 90% of the way there, but the last 10%, we just don't get to the deliverable. Right. Um, that's another example where, you know, you can't, you can't uh, build a foundation on that. You can't plan on that. You know, that doesn't solve anything or a customer's issue when people do that. Right. That's the stuff that we're trying to avoid. Okay. So I would say being dependable is consistency and reliability. You don't even have to think about it. You know, um, I know that I can, if I give this person a task, it's done, and I, you don't need me anymore, it's going to happen. Right. Um, I know that if I give them a task, it doesn't matter if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, with some people, Saturday, Sunday, it's gonna, going to happen. That's being dependable. And again, like work ethic, you know, this isn't just a here deal. This is a life deal. Uh, do we do what it is that we say we're going to do? Right. If David, meaning you, says, this is what I'm going to do, this is the order I'm going to do it in, and I'll call you if I have a problem. That means if I don't hear from you, it all happened exactly that way. Right. That's being dependable. I know that when I come back to you, here's what I did, here's what happened, and I can delete it from my head because I know that you have taken ownership, you have taken responsibility, that's part of dependability, mm -hmm. and you've got the ball, if that makes sense. Um, so I think that's a tremendously big part of this. Um, you know, I would say, you know, what happens when people aren't dependable? Well, you know, I think two, three things happen. You know, the, the first is, again, just as in work ethic, the team, the group. Is going to suffer. Well, it, it does and ends up ejecting that person. Mm. Because what you're really saying when you're not dependable, just on dependability, what you're really saying is, I'm, I care more about me than I do all the rest of you. That, right. That's really what it means. What it means is that if you're not here or you don't finish the task, for example, the two examples I was giving, what you're really saying is, David, it's your problem. Mm. You know, the person doesn't mean that that doesn't realize that's what they're doing. But if somebody's not here, they're saying to the rest of the group, you carry the weight. Right. You go meet the deadline. You go solve whatever the issue at hand is. In other words, it's a, it's an... Uh, what's the word? Absconding of your responsibility. That, that's really what it means. Right. I, I, I feel whatever that I can't be here or whatever the circumstance is that I can't get this done or I'm distracted. You're really putting that weight on somebody else. So the first thing that happens is the group says, we don't want the weight. Yeah. That's why we have you here. That's why you're here. Exactly. And that person ends up ejecting themselves or the company, the group ends up ejecting them. You right. Know, the second thing that kind of happens is, I guess, what you'd call boundaries, which is, and this is your example from earlier, this gets really hard and muddy when somebody really exhibits a high potential. Their elevator goes to 20. That was yours. Right. They exhibit when they're here a wonderful work ethic, and yet there's this other part of them where life um, gets in the way or... Uh, there are other desires get right. in the way, or there's you know these other things that prevent them from finishing, from being here, um, and so they may start something as the example was get really far, then they're not here to not finish. Right. Group has to, so th that's where it gets really muddy. And so what we do there is boundaries, which is hey look you know we really like you. Hey look you have this wonderful potential. 
hey, look, you don't realize it, but you're putting this burden on the group. Right. You don't realize that's what you're saying, but that's what's happening. Yeah. And so then you start doing the if-then statements. So if you do X, right, then uh-huh. we're going to have to do Y, right? right? Uh-huh. Um, so you start putting boundaries on people in the hopes that then you've made this fence that they will stay within and you can get them back on track. Right. Because on the dependability issue, in my experience, sometimes it just doesn't matter. Some people are just wired to where it's just not going to work. It's just not. It's how mm-hmm. God made them, and it's just not conducive to a work environment. They're not able to – they may think in the moment. They may be um, – there may be other things that are affecting them, and it's just the ability to be in a 9-to-5 Seven to three thirty, repetitive deal. It's just they're not able to do it. Yeah. Just, you you can try everything you can. It's not going to happen. And quite frankly, um, you know that that's how God made them. So they there may be other things that would be better than this type of environment. Right. Um, so sometimes that happens, but often it's temporary. There's some something's happening in life. There's a crisis. There's something happening at home. Somebody's sick. They're going through a trauma. Um, And with that, the third thing we try and do is just coaching, which is, hey, look, how can we help? Right. Um, Is there somebody we can help you see? Is there some outside thing that we can point you towards to help um, so that you don't feel overwhelmed, so that you can be here, so that you can concentrate, so that you can whatever? So, you know, in response to people who aren't dependable, sometimes they get ejected. Right. You know, sometimes it's just boundaries where it's if-then statements to inform a corrective behavior. And usually that's going to happen with folks that we really want to invest in. Right. And then, you know, even more than that in people we want to invest in, sometimes it's, it's actually sitting with people and coaching them to uh, try and have provide a way for them to offload the things that are preventing them from being who they can be. Mm. So would you say... Um, pertaining to both of them, work ethic in itself is something that is exemplified by an individual within an individual's own constraints. So everything that that person can do within their own means is all that they can do. It's not necessarily um, a team-based thing, whereas dependability, at that point, it then becomes a two-person, three-person, four-person team-based issue where you can do the best you can within your ability but if you don't meet the expectation that the team is set for you, you're no longer dependable? Or how does that play out? So um, probably there's some ands in there. So on the work ethic, is it primarily individual-based? Sure, right, in mm-hmm. the sense that you can't do my job for me, right? right? I can't do your job. That is up to me to do it and do it with excellent with the potential I got. The and or caveat there is... You know, we're trying to people hire people with a certain aptitude and potential. So mm-hmm. there is a bottom threshold, if if you will, of look, people are going to need to meet a certain standard in order to do a specific job. Now, right. There may be requirements that are different for every job uh, listing that's here. There is a minimum standard, but past that minimum standard, it is up to you to live up to your potential. Yes, I can't do it for you. Right. Right. And on dependability. That's also individual. It's, it's up to me to be responsible, to be accountable, mm-hmm. to be consistent, to be reliable. But yes, there is an aspect of that as well that very much so 
hurts the team. So does work ethic, but dependability especially. Mm-hmm. Um, if we got four people on a job and all of a sudden only two are there because two are undependable, how are you going to get the job done? Mm-hmm. Um, that means we're going to let the customer down. That means the two people that are there can't do the plan for the day. Mm-hmm. It means that uh, they're not going to be as efficient, right? They're hurting the group, which then hurts us as a, as a company, which then hurts our mission in serving our customer. It then hurts our customer. Mm-hmm. It then hurts, uh, uh, the, you know, the owner doesn't get their job done. Just the, the domino effects of that uh, can be brutal. Right. No, I think that's... Uh very good way to define or put a line between the two of them because I feel like it's really easy to get work ethic and dependability kind of muddied and mixed up and they are very much similar in a lot of aspects and regards but they are also very different and it's important to understand the difference between those two when you're looking at them as actual values of one the company and two of someone who can exemplify them in their own life um so, yeah, no, I think that was a very, very well thought and well said process. Appreciate you coming out. Sure. Um, I would add, so from a management standpoint, some of the hardest decisions, you, you're talking about how they could have been muddled and what the difference is. Some of the hardest decisions were literally the sentence is, you are an amazing worker. Right. Right. You know, we appreciate very much what you do when you're here. However, I don't know if you're going to be here on any given day or not. And right. so for that reason, we are unable to employ you. Right. In other words, there's somebody that, that, that that's a, a terrible deal in that you have somebody with immense potential that when they're here does it, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't keep them here. And, and therefore, it doesn't matter how good you are. You could be Superman, but if you never show up, it doesn't do anything. It right. doesn't matter. You can't build on that. Um, and all you're doing is hurting the group when you do that. Yeah. You know, conversely, and it's easy conversation. We have some have had some of the most dependable people ever mm-hmm. that when they were here, mailed it in, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's like, I'm glad you're here. But again, for the other side of the coin, it's absolutely, u- absolutely useless that you're here. Right. Because you're not helping anybody, <laughs> you know, when you're here. And so for those reasons, we're going to let you go. Um, You know, those are hard ones because here they're exhibiting one without the other. So maybe as you're thinking about it and they're muddled, I would say they go together. Uh, And and it's hard and makes it difficult when you see people with one of them but not both. Right. You know, specifically on the one where work ethic is high but reliability is low, dependability is low. Right. That one is such a killer. Because they come in for two hours and they they're they just could. fantastic. They're great, and then yeah, and then you know di- diverging a little bit. But from a manager's standpoint, you want to believe that you can coach anybody out of anything. You right. Can, you you want to believe you know the athlete part that I could take somebody and somehow you know we can explain it in a way or show in a way or use the analogies I always use in a way that somehow. We'll make a connection that this person then will be like, aha, that's what I was missing, and that's what I'm going to do. And the reality is there are some people that that's how God made them. They're just not able to do that, and that's really tough. And then discerning where in there is, you know what, we're wasting our time here. We're hurting the group by not making this decision. Right. Um, You know, last thing, for people that have high work ethic, and high dependability, you know, you talk about the group, 
and we have many, many people that do that. People that have both of those qualities, which I pray is you and, and others in this building facility, many of us, it gets really difficult to be around people then that don't have the same qualities. Yeah, You can become resentful. You can become angry. That's mm-hmm. the whole part we were talking about where the team ejects them just because it's such a clash with people that are doing it and doing it well right. and putting in the effort and have the mental attitude to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that, yeah, no, I agree with that last statement big time. It is a whole lot harder to, to come in and, and work to the fullest of my potential every day. If I know the guy across from me is just phoning it in or yeah. they come in late every day and stuff like that, that that rubs me the wrong way because, you know, I'll, I'll come in at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, get started and start working, and I know that I'm going to give it a, everything I got all the way until it's time to go home. Whereas sometimes, you know, you're doing that and the guy across from you is just there. He's on his phone. He's not really. They're not taking responsibility. Yeah. They're not taking ownership. And it's one of those things. You know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's not even being here at six, although sometimes we do that. And, and thank you. It's that did I take responsibility to do this to the best of my ability? Right. And to see it all the way through. Or, through the thick, the thin, the you know whether somebody's pleased with me or not, I'm going to finish this. That's where work ethic and dependability meld, and I think that makes a really powerful, not 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 just uh, employee. That makes a really powerful person. Right. Right. And, and I think those qualities help us not just here at work, but that's in relationship. That's as a dad or a mom. Uh, that's with family. Um, that's with your neighbors. That th- those attributes, especially I feel like today, are powerful attributes that really set us and people that have them apart. And I'd like to think that I I do those well, although sometimes I know I don't, Mm -hmm. but I feel like they're important, and I do think that they help power uh, us, not just here, but in our lives. I agree. I uh, I think everything that you just said there makes total sense to me. Um, it was a pleasure having you. Thank you. It was it was it's truly a joy to to listen to you and have these conversations because once again these are things that I think all of us could use a refresher on every now and then. So you're so, smiling while you say that, but that's okay. Well, that's because I believe, I think it's true. I, I thoroughly enjoyed having this conversation with you. It was wonderful, very enlightening. So um, I uh, appreciate you coming out for slicing out a piece of your time to come over here and have this conversation with me. It was very kind of you and uh, look forward to hopefully having many more of these uh, as we go forward. Appreciate it, man. Talk to you soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to listen to some of our archives, please go to traviscompanies.com slash podcasts. We release a new episode each week. And I'd also like to tell you that at the bottom of that page is a link to a form. If you would like to leave some feedback, a question, Uh, a concern or uh, a comment on something that you've heard, we'd encourage you to do that. We look forward to hearing from you and thanks for listening.